1: As we continue our chronological reading through the Gospels, today we'll be looking at passages in Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, Luke chapter 9, and John chapter 6. In these passages, here's what we'll see. We'll see that Jesus is still ministering in Galilee, and the evangelistic mission that was commissioned by Jesus in Matthew chapter 10, Mark 6, Luke 9, uh, that mission returns to Galilee, and we see the report here. Then we see the feeding of the 5,000 plus that takes place just prior to the third Passover feast of Jesus' ministry. And that's indicated in John 6, 4, which we'll see in just a few moments. So first of all, let's look at the background that's given to us in these Gospels on the beheading of John the Baptist. We'll be looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. Mark chapter 6, verses 14 to 29. And Luke chapter 9, verses 7 through 9. First of all... Matthew chapter 14. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works to show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, the brother of Philip's wife. For John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude, because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head and a charger. And the king was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now the same incident as recorded by Mark and Mark chapter 6 beginning with verse 14. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, And therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elijah, and others said that it is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, "'It is John, whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead.' For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her." For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy, and observed him. And when he had heard him, he did many things, and heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come, that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and chief estates of Galilee, and when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod, and then that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he sware to her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king, and asked, saying, I will that thou give me, by and by, in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry. Yet for his oath's sake, and for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner, and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head in a charger, and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in the tomb. And finally, Luke only gives us three verses on the subject, beginning with Luke chapter 9, verse 7. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was done by him, and he was perplexed because that it was said of some that John was risen from the dead, and of some that Elijah had appeared, and of others that one of the old prophets was risen again. And Herod said, John have I beheaded, But who is this, of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. Now these actions regarding John the Baptist are history with regard to this passage. That story is told in this passage to explain Herod's thinking at the time when he hears about the works of Jesus. He naturally thinks of John the Baptist, but at the same time recognizes that, well, he already beheaded him. Herod concludes that perhaps John the Baptist is resurrected. Now, Luke simply states that the speculations regarding Jesus in relation to the belief that he might be John the Baptist, but Matthew and Mark go into some greater detail about the previous death of John the Baptist. These retrospective passages contain the only record we have recording John the Baptist's death. The Herod in this passage is Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great. Herod the Great was the King Herod when Jesus was born. Herod Antipas was ruler over the region in northern Israel that included Galilee. This is the same Herod that declined to intercede in the trial of Jesus. Herod's brother, Herod Philip, to whom Herodias had been married, was not a ruler at all. Here's what we know from the first century Jewish historian Josephus. After meeting Herodias on a trip to Rome, Herod Antipas divorced his wife, and Herodias divorced her husband, who was Philip, Herod Antipas' brother and the two subsequently married. John the Baptist had been very outspoken to this blatant disregard for Jewish law. In this passage, we see that after a night of birthday entertainment focused on the dancing of the daughter of his wife, he foolishly grants her a wish, a wish to include anything up to half his kingdom. The guy must have been drunk when he said that. After conferring with her mother, the daughter requests John's head. Matthew indicates that Herod would have executed John the Baptist early on had it not been for John's popularity with the Jewish people. According to Mark, however, Herod had warmed up somewhat to John and had a lot of respect for him. Obviously, Herodias had no tolerance whatsoever for John the Baptist. Immediately upon the request of the daughter of Herodias, Herod sorrowfully sends an executioner to the prison and delivers to her John's head. Keep in mind, this story is told here in retrospect to explain Herod's thinking at the time when he became aware of the fame of Jesus. He thought that perhaps John the Baptist had risen from the dead. Matthew and Mark, therefore, include this account to explain the fact that John the Baptist is no longer alive. In chapter 14 of Matthew, just one verse is dedicated to the a result of the apostles' mission trip and the report that they gave afterward, also recorded in Mark chapter six verses thirty and thirty-two, and Luke chapter nine verse ten. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. Now Mark chapter six verse thirty. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest awhile, for there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. Now Luke chapter 9 verse 10. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. You'll recall the mission trip that Jesus had sent his apostles on back in Matthew chapter 10, Mark chapter 6, Luke chapter 9. Well, now they're back, and that's what this passage is about. They report to Jesus what had taken place, and Jesus arranges for a little rest and relaxation after their tour. They depart by ship and reach shore on the north side of the Sea of Galilee near the town of Bethsaida. However, the fame of Jesus is just too great at this point, and a great multitude join them at their vacation spot. Next passage all four Gospels report on the feeding of the 5,000 Matthew chapter 14, verses 14 to 21, Mark chapter 6, verses 33 to 44. Luke chapter 9, verses 11 through 17, and John chapter 6, verses 1 through 14. Now, Matthew chapter 14, verse 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude, and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass, and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples, and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat, and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. Now the same occasion as reported by Mark in Mark chapter 6 verse 33. And the people saw them departing and many knew him and ran afoot thither out of all the cities and out went them and came together unto him. And Jesus when he came out saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about, and into the villages, and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred pennyworth of bread, and give them to eat? He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, Five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the grass. They sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. Now, the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 11. And the multitude, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God. And he healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away... Then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about, and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except ye should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men, and he said to his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so. And made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude. And they did eat and were all filled. And there was taken up of fragments that remained to them twelve baskets. Finally, the Gospel of John. In John chapter 6, verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracles, which he did on them, that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw a great company coming to him, he saith unto Philip, When shall we buy bread, that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in a number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. Well, we see here that this account is found in all four of the Gospels. Of the four Gospel writers, John and Matthew would have likely been the only ones actually present that day since they were numbered among the twelve apostles. They had inside first hand knowledge of the events. Though both were present, Matthew gives the shortest account while John goes into some great detail. John even mentions the names and conversations of the apostles working on this feeding project. Remember, John's mission as presented in John chapter 20 verse 31. He said, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. John apparently wants to make certain that we understand the magnitude of this miracle of the feeding by carefully detailing all the relevant facts. Now, John just does not want to generalize his account. Details lend credibility. Now, let's first of all get our bearings with regard to the time in Jesus' ministry when this event takes place. According to John chapter 6, verse 4, the Passover feast is approaching. That Passover feast will be Jesus' last before His crucifixion on Passover day one year later. Therefore, this event takes place just days before Jesus' last year of earthly ministry before His crucifixion begins. You'll notice that the venue here is a place near Bethsaida. But in order to secure some privacy, they take a ship to a desert place near the town. Even though Jesus and His disciples go by ship, the people follow by foot. Now the object here is the miracle, not the teaching that brought them to that spot that day. Since they were out and away from provisions, they were faced with the choice of sending the people away early or feeding them. Jesus feeds all the 5,000 plus people, remember there were 5,000 men plus women and children. He wants to feed them with five loaves of bread and two fish, small fish according to John. And then ends up with leftovers, more than they started with actually. The significant verse of this occasion is found in John's account in John chapter 6, verse 14, that says, Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. Their expectation of a prophet was based upon the words of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 to 22. John uses this occasion to further validate that the people believed Jesus to be that Messiah. Incidentally, three of the four accounts tell us that Jesus healed the sick and the multitude that day prior to the feeding. Only Mark's account skips that detail, while all four accounts mention that the 5,000 number consisted of just men. Matthew wants to make certain we understand that there were additional women and or children there that day being fed also in chapter 14, verse 21 of Matthew. The accounts of Mark and John go into some additional detail regarding the dynamics of this feeding project. Mark tells us that upon the command of Jesus to feed the multitude, the disciples ask if Jesus wants them to go to buy food, two hundred pennyworth. Actually, the Greek word there is denarion. You might ask, well, how much is a denarion? Well, we see in Matthew chapter twenty, verse two, that a laborer worked one full day for a single denarion. <laughs> Whoa. That food bill would have been equivalent to a man's wage for 200 days. John then reports that it was time for a little test for Philip when Jesus asked Philip where the food should be purchased in John chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Philip responds to Jesus by saying the 200 denarion wouldn't be enough to buy food for that big of a multitude. In John chapter 6, verses 8 and 9, we see that it was Andrew, that was Philip's brother, who suggests that enough food might be distributed from the two fish and five loaves. Only John mentions the lad who owned the meager food supply. All four accounts are very specific to say that everyone ate enough to be full.
0: This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton.